0: Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And in today's episode, we're talking with Matt Inglot. Matt is the creator of Freelancetransformation.com, where he helps freelancers, designers, developers, and marketers win clients and build a dream lifestyle through freelancing. And Matt's expertise really comes from running his own web agency for 11 years where he transformed that agency from kind of a traditional bricks and mortar office where he was just working like a slave 80 hours a week to working significantly less and getting far more profit out of the business, uh, which is, after all, that's really the goal, right? So uh, Matt's gonna share his experience with us today. And uh, and, uh, Matt, I'm really excited for you to be here. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast.
1: Thanks a lot for having me on, Steve
0: yeah my pleasure great to have you here and and uh i guess maybe to to um start us off why don't you tell us how you got started in business
1: so <laughs> How I got started in business uh, goes all the way back to high school, and it comes back to actually having a little too much time on my hands. In my last year of high school, I decided not to take a full class load. I didn't have to to get my degree, and at that point, I was pretty sick of school. So instead, I took what's known as a spare. So I had basically an extra long lunch, something like three hours between lunch period and when I was normally supposed to be in class. And... I ended up uh, making friends with someone else that also had that same schedule, so we would hang out for three hours every day and just kind of talk and do stuff and everything. And during those conversations, I learned that he was running an eBay business and, and he was the same age as me and everything. And he was selling products online and he was actually doing really well with it, a little too well. Um, and That was kind of the first glimpse I had that there was a different path, that you didn't have to go corporate, that you didn't have to work at like a Microsoft or these days Google or something like that, that you can actually go out on your own. So I decided I'd start a business too. And I started trying to sell computer hardware. Because I knew a lot about computers. But I didn't know anything about business. And it turns out that there's no such thing as margins in the computer hardware business. What a reseller was willing to sell me uh, computer hard drives and stuff for was actually at a higher price than if I went down to Best Buy and bought them there instead. So there there were negative profit margins there. So that business didn't last too long. But I still really like that idea of you know, having my own thing. So I tried another business where I wrote my own software application, sold it online, and that was moderately successful. It actually made money. Um, although still not a great hourly rate. And then fast forward a little bit, I started building websites for people and that grew into my own web agency that I've built up over the past 11 years.
0: Wow. You started very, very early, didn't you? Earlier than, than most of us. Um, that's awesome. And uh, it's a great story. And, and, uh, and you've been running your current agency for 11 years. I'm, I'm excited to learn more about what you're doing there. But first, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, what it is that that you do to kind of stay unstoppable. You know, we all run into roadblocks in business and, and we've all got different ways of approaching getting around them. And uh, I'd love for you to share some of the the frameworks or the mindsets, the habits that help you really stay focused and persistent.
1: So I guess there's a couple of things. One thing that's been really important to me especially over the past 3-4 years has really been identifying what's actually important to move my business forward. So when I first started my agency, I had this idea that I had to do everything. We would appeal to everybody and do lots of stuff. We would build websites, we would do pay-per-click marketing, we would, you know, we, we would do all the things. Um, and if you needed any of that work done, then you were a target client for us. And I maintained that mindset for years and years. And what ended up happening is if you kind of fast forward to about 200, 2010 or so is I realized I had built this like horrible Frankenstein monster where we had way too many clients and we were making very little money off each one and it was very difficult to figure out how to price ourselves or figure out what to do next because i was basically ch- trying to take a small team and do the work of like a gigantic gigantic agency and that eventually kind of all collapsed in my face so when i rebuilt and really changed my business the first thing i did was i really looked at where where was actual money coming from where was grove coming from and i realized only a small percentage of clients actually created all the profits in the business, not just bringing in revenue that we would then spend building their project, but actual real profit at the end of the day. And then I realized that if I only focused on those types of clients, I suddenly had a very different business, a much more profitable one, and one that required, frankly, much less people to run. And that exercise was really powerful for me because it changed my life. And it actually stuck with me. So now in my In both in my day-to-day life and in my long-term business planning, I'm always thinking, which decisions do I actually have to say yes to? Which things do we actually have to do so that I have the simplest possible business that allows me to reach my goal and nothing more complex than that? And I apply that same thinking even to the types of clients that I take on. So one of the weird things about me, I guess, is that I turn down about 90% of the leads that come in into my agency. And I usually turn them down within the first three minutes. I, I read the email request or have a quick call, and I turn them down, refer them elsewhere. And there there is reason behind that madness, and it's that I am looking for the types of clients that can actually allow my business to move forward. We only really need like a handful of new clients a year to do very well. And I want those perfect clients. And I don't want anyone else. I don't want to fill up those slots with little work. um, That's not actually going to make a meaningful contribution to my bottom line. I don't want to fill those slots with trying to provide a service I don't need to be providing. I just focus on really great clients. And that... I ended up freeing up a significant amount of my time. I basically now have a six-figure business that is like a less than 20-hour a week job. And that's allowed me to do other things such as freelance transformation.
0: That's awesome. That's you know when we all start, we all feel like we've got to take any and every client that comes along, right? Because you don't have mm-hmm. many in the beginning. And and it's really easy to get into that habit where anybody that comes along with money looks like a good client, but one of the things we've noticed with the businesses that we work with is that if they can focus down just like you've done, and and we call it the ideal client, if they can get really honed in on who that ideal client is, it actually speeds up their progress tremendously. Because as you've as you've realized, it eliminates all the complexity in the business. It, it just makes everything really clear and, and very simple. You don't have to do 50 things, you gotta do like three things, and sometimes less than that to be really effective. Um, so I, that's a, a fantastic approach. What was it that that you know finally put it over over the edge for you where you you moved from feeling like you needed to take every every client that came along to being okay with saying no to 90% of them
1: I think it really comes down to being a bit of a stubborn person and slow learner. (laughs) I figured this stuff out because I had no other choice anymore. Um, So to set the scene, it was kind of the end of 2010, beginning of 2011, and my agency was collapsing around me again. We had like about a year or two ago, we had moved into a bigger office space and it was a beautiful office, like tons of colors on the wall. And I spent a crazy amount of money renovating it and making it our own. And I was trying to build a team. And I was building all of this around this broken business model that I already explained. Um, So it wasn't really clicking. I was spending tons of money every month on payroll, on rent, all of that exciting stuff. And no matter how hard I worked, even 80-hour work weeks, nothing really seemed to click. And it got to the point where I was basically out of money. I knew that I either made a change or like in three months we'd basically be out of business. That would be it. And I mean figuring out how to bankrupt a corporation sounded like a not really fun task. So I realized at that point, okay, I can't put my head in the sand anymore. I can't just pretend everything's going to work out okay. I have to figure out what's really wrong. And that's where I really dove into my business. I really actually looked at the financials. I looked at all the projects and everything. And that's where I came to a whole bunch of realizations. The big one that I mentioned was realizing which clients were actually making money. And I realized other things. Like, for example, the office was very expensive. And if we got rid of it, that would save the business. And actually, we didn't need it because we rarely met with clients at the office. And if I stopped trying to pigheadedly hire my entire team in like a small half million person area, I would have access to suddenly a much wider range of talent. So there was a lot of advantages to completely revamping the business. Um, But all of that came because I had no choice. I was was up against the wall. There was no more money. Um, There was no easy way of getting money. Um, I think at that point I was almost $30,000 in debt just on the line of credit. And then there was probably another forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 in long-term debt. And I, I, I mean, I was in my mid-20s. That was like an impossible amount of money for me. So I knew I had to do something. I, I wish like it was as simple as one day I woke up and said, Hey, I can run a business better. But really, it was by basically almost completely wiping out that I finally kind of got it into my head that I needed to learn how to make a proper business model.
0: Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, it takes courage to share that kind of a story. I mean, um, and and I think it's instructive for everybody that's listening. I mean, hopefully, for those that listen, they take the lesson and and don't have to endure the pain. Um, and and I can imagine that had to be an incredibly painful experience to uh, to live through and, and to persevere through. Uh, congratulations for for making it first of all, <laughs> and um, and and I think the you know the point that you make, which is like, look at everything that you've got and really figure out what's working and what's not. And very few people actually stop and take the time to do that and think. Um, and, And that's just a super valuable lesson. So I appreciate you sharing that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Matt Inglot in just a moment. And Matt's going to share with us what's going on right now that he's most excited about. Hang on. To review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. All right, we're back with Matt Inglot. Matt, um, you just shared with us how you completely transformed your business and how you have simplified what was a very complex and not very profitable business and was, you know, just forcing you to work these 80 hour work weeks. And you've simplified it down to where you're working about 20 hours a week. You've got a highly profitable business that's opened you up to do other things. So I I really want to hear what what are some of those things and what are you really excited about in business right now?
1: Sure, definitely. So that's, I guess, the real challenge, right, is you free up your time. So what do you do with it? And so I decided to start another business (laughs) and I decided that you know i had learned everything the hard way and i kept seeing other people making those same mistakes so why not try to give back a little bit and share how to run a successful services business so i started a new business called freelance transformation and it specifically targets freelancers so you know those people that you know are in the same shoes now that i was when i started out and tries to help them build their freelancing business right from scratch. So how to actually figure out who your ideal clients are and to even go through that process, where to find those first few clients, how to actually grow that, and how to actually allow doing something like freelancing to create an amazing lifestyle for you. Because at the end of the day, that's really why people get into something like freelance work and eventually starting an agency. is They probably have strong lifestyle goals that they're trying to meet. They're not trying to create the next Facebook and IPO for billions of dollars. They're sick of a 9 to 5 and they know there's something better. And so I really want to help them actually reach that goal instead of wiping out like me and kind of creating the opposite scenario where suddenly you're working 80 hours a week, you seem to have an impossible amount of clients with an impossible amount of demands and nothing you do seems to be able to pull you out of it. Um, And the truth is, you know, it's all very fixable. And the changes that you have to make uh, oftentimes means doing less, but doing it for the right people rather than doing a lot more stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we do see people making that mistake over and over and over again. I know we see it with, uh, with the businesses we work with and oftentimes they're in that mode of trying to fix it when, when they come to us. So, uh, with freelance transformation, what, what's been the, the biggest change you've seen with the people that you've worked with over the last couple of years?
1: I think the biggest, I mean, there's been realizations all over the place, of course, but. I think uh, the two biggest takeaways is, first of all, the fact that you don't need a lot of clients. Um, I have this thing called the 3 to 10 rule, where most freelancers and, and even agency owners, if it's a small agency, only need about 3 to 10 active clients in order to have an amazing business. And if, you're, if you need more than that 10 clients in order to actually reach your income goals and all of your other business goals, then there's probably something really wrong with that business model. Because if you're actually selling services, you're not, you're not selling like car washes or something, then there's only so much time that you have to sell to clients and to onboard those clients and to communicate with those clients. So imagine trying to build a business around getting 30 or 40 clients. Well, if you need to get 30 or 40 clients to make your business work, let's work backwards. Now you probably need about 80 sales conversations, maybe 120 sales conversations in order to close enough business that you actually have 30 clients. Well, I mean, that's a staggering amount of people to have to talk to, write proposals for and everything. Not to mention having to have a hundred something people approach you looking for business. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that. So they end up building a business where they'll take on any type of client at any size, and they just assume that as long as they take on enough clients, eventually they'll get enough income that they'll reach their goals. And it doesn't work that way. So that's one of the biggest wows that my students consistently have. And then the second thing is just that the best way to get clients is to just have a repeatable process that you do every week. It doesn't really matter what you do. Uh, For example, I know you specialize in referrals as one of the key tactics, and that's awesome. And referrals are amazing. Networking's amazing. But the thing that makes all that work is just having a set of actions that you do every single week, week after week after week. It's not about emailing everybody you know one week asking them if they know somebody that wants to work from you and then disappearing and never doing any marketing again. It's about having a small set of actions that you can do every single week and that is where clients consistently come from regardless of whether you're trying to get them for referrals or some sort of crazy new age social media strategy or anything in between.
0: Yeah without a doubt I mean that that's uh, probably the biggest disconnect that Um, that we see in businesses is that there's just no consistency. And oftentimes, the business development happens when you need business. Unfortunately, it's too late then. And um, and really, by, by having something week after week after week, that's easy. It doesn't have to be 50 things. That's where people get really confused today, I think, because there's so many different ways with all the different social media and the online stuff, so many different ways to get a client. But you really only need one, two, maybe three, really good ways of getting a client, and then you just need to do them over and over and over again, and and that's the hardest thing to get across to people because, um, I don't you you've probably run into this before, but I mean pe- people believe a lot of business owners believe that if let's say they do a, a workshop and they have ten prospects come to a workshop. They, a lot of them will look at that as a failure if they don't get nine to nine and a half clients out of the 10 people in the room. And uh, really, the, the truth is, if you go do a workshop and you got 10 people in the room and you get one client, two clients, hey, three would be fantastic, then that's a big win. And what you've done, it's taken into like a sports analogy, you, you just hit a base hit, you put a runner on base. So if you go and do that same thing again next week or next month or whenever, you put another runner on base. You know, and, and just by the accumulation of all these small wins, which are way easier, so much easier to engineer the small wins than the home runs, that pretty soon you've got like all the business you can stand. And, um, and it's fun to watch when clients finally get there if they'll persevere through it, but you have to kind of persevere through some of that and stay consistent for a little while.
1: Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And I really love the baseball analogy because that's exactly it. Um, If you build your business around home runs, well, that's very undependable. That's where you put yourself in that situation where either I get this client, or I don't know how I'm going to eat next month. And that's really, really bad because when you're in that situation, like you said, you're it's too late. And at that point, you're not going to make good decisions. You're not going to take on the client that you actually need to take on because you're just taking on whatever business will pay you. And you're actually going to have a much harder time closing that client, I found. That's the other thing. When you're desperate for business, that is the hardest time to actually make the sale because... I think there's a ton of things that you do during that sales process that just subconsciously signifies that you really need this business and you really want this client to work with you. And that that's honestly repels people. It really does. So my, all my sales success now comes from the fact that it's okay if this client doesn't work with us. If they want to, that's great. But it doesn't matter. Like You can say no and that's not a problem. There there will be the next one and the next one and the next one. And because I have built up my business in a way where we no longer depend on business coming in next month to be in business two months later, it's okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, And I mean, just to have that positioning and that confidence that you know that as you go into that sales conversation, it really doesn't matter what happens. Yeah, maybe you'd like to get the client, but at the end of the day, you're going to be all right either way. And I actually think for those of us selling professional services, it it becomes almost required to to have that kind of a posture. I, I kind of uh, I, I think of it like a surgeon. You know, you go in and see a surgeon because you've you've got a you know a health problem. They're not necessarily going to be looking at you as um, you know as a sales opportunity. I mean, yeah, medicine's a business, I get it, especially here in the states. Uh, (laughs) Um, it's a, it's a big business, right? But, um, but first and foremost, they're going to diagnose the problem and they're going to do it dispassionately so that they're not really, you know, they're not going to believe everything that you tell them about it. They're going to sort of lean back and examine evidence and look at tests and, and verify what you're telling them. And then if it's in your best interest, they're going to offer you a solution, right? And it, it might be that they need to, put you on an operating table and open you up. It might be that, they, that there's another better solution, but if you're approaching sales like that, you're you're in a very, very powerful position to help the people that are in front of you. But if you're desperate and if you need that next client to pay the bills, you've got a problem because you, it's really hard to disconnect, right? Because you, you've got to create this result. So, um, you know, I, I think for all of us who are recommending results and, and sort of prescribing services, um, to be able to, to get that separation makes the sales process, I think, work much more smoothly, much more easily. People actually close um, with, with less effort, I find, when you're able to step back and sort of take that, eh, you know, I'm not really sure if we're a fit or not yet. Let me see and put you in control of the process rather than the prospect being in control.
1: Yep. And you get to charge more for it as well, because, again, you're not desperate, so you set the price that you deserve and you don't negotiate, uh, which is the other thing. I mean, the price that I give you is the price and there's probably going to be a little bit of sticker shock at first, but we're going to build the business case together and, you know, we're going to go ahead with this. And if you want it for 20 percent less, that's fine. Um, I'll be happy to refer you elsewhere. I, I I don't budge on the price, and that's actually been also very powerful for, for closing business.
0: I'm sure, and I'm sure as it comes up in conversation, the minute you say, uh, "I'll be happy to refer you elsewhere," they start backpedaling, don't they?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: No, no, no. We didn't mean that. Um, we really want you to do it, and uh, uh, and so it's it's really helpful to to have that uh, the ability and the confidence to do that. So. Um, fantastic advice, and and I appreciate you sharing that. So where can folks uh, find more about you and what you're doing with Freelance Transformation?
1: So the best place to go is simply freelancetransformation.com because there you can get on my free email course. You can start building a sustainable uh, services business yourself. And of course, since you are a podcast listener, uh, definitely type in Freelance Transformation into your podcast player and subscribe because there you're going to get a weekly episode on how to improve your freelancing business.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And it's a great podcast, and uh, And uh, I, I was privileged to be on it not long ago, so uh, go check that out for sure. So Matt, tell me, um, the one question I like to ask everybody that comes on is, what are you reading right now?
1: So to be honest, right now I'm reading a lot of fiction, and not a lot else. Um, I find that there is generally an ebb and flow to things, uh, business as well. And I find right now I'm in the process of doing a lot of stuff. And therefore, this is not the time to necessarily sit back and pack my head with even more business knowledge. Now is the time to execute. Uh, But I alternate back and forth and I do read a lot of business books. And since we were talking a little bit about negotiation, uh, one book that I read somewhat recently that really helped change my way of thinking about that is Start With No uh, by Jim Camp. And it's a fantastic book of really understanding how negotiation actually happens um, and why this whole like win-win business isn't necessarily good for you or for the person you're negotiating with. Um, So I definitely recommend checking that out.
0: Yeah, it's an excellent book and, and great recommendation. Thanks for sharing that. So uh, to find out more about Matt, go to freelancetransformation.com. Check out his podcast. It's Dynamite. There are just absolutely great interviews on there. Matt, thanks so much for investing some time with us. It's been
1: great. Thanks so much for having me on, Steve. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.